0: welcome to the eastern current fishing podcast i'm your host captain judd brock here today to bring you another episode today i sit down with captain ashley king noose river fishing legend to talk about fall and wintertime speckled trout fishing we talk about the importance of using side imaging to locate fish in deep water his favorite bait the little john and how he likes to work it and how to catch gator trout in the fall and winter months hope you all enjoy How's it going, Ashley? Thanks for joining me on the Eastern Current Podcast.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here, just living the dream, trying to catch fish, and that's what it's all about.
0: That is, uh, it is definitely our dream. It might not be everybody's, but it's our dream for sure. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Man, we've been talking about doing this podcast for quite a while now and, and stoked. I mean, I think we've been on and off. I, I've been messaging you for like over probably two years about doing a podcast. Yeah, coach, so. that's absolutely right. If so not longer a, than that. There's a lot of pressure. This one better be good all right well, just, hey, it's gonna kidding. be what it's
1: gonna be i promise
0: <laughs> that's the, that's the truth man uh well let's start out kind of tell everybody who you are where you're located and how you and <laughs> how you kind of your fishing life brought you to where you are today
1: uh, captain mash king fishing the uh noose river area um i cover water from pitch Kettle creek shad fishing all the way out to uh way past point of marsh out towards cedar island long bay west bay um bay river a little bit of Palmetto River, um, looking for anything from a shad to an old drum. Been guiding for nine years here in New Bern, and uh, cut my teeth trout fishing in Jacksonville many moons ago. That's awesome.
0: Did you grow up in Jacksonville, or is that just where you kind of travel to to
1: fish? Yeah, I, I live, uh, grew up there in Richlands.
0: Gotcha, And nice.
1: started fishing on the New River, and work brought me to New Bern. And the rest is history. That's awesome, man!
0: Um, out of all that that you do, what would you say your favorite fishery that you have there in Newburn uh, It's
1: it, it's it's a toss up. Um, I love a trout better than anything, but it's hard to beat that top water blow up with a strike. That's true. Top water, it's like it's always so awesome.
0: But there's something about I say the same thing. It's like I love sight fishing. Sight fishing or redfish is my favorite. But the thump of a trout, man, I don't know what it is, some type of dopamine release or something that is just so it, addicting. It, yeah, you can't you can't explain it. You can't explain it. It's just like, I don't know. I, I think it's the fact that it's like this hit. This is my best explanation. So like a redfish or a lot of other fish, like you get a bite and a pull immediately. A trout, it's like you get that thump, but there's that split second of like when you're setting the hook where you don't that's know right. if it's a fish or not, and then like laying into them and feeling that pressure. I think that's the... especially
1: especially uh, just like yesterday um deep we're fishing deep water already and uh 12 to 18 foot and you feel that little tick and sometimes you don't even feel the tick you go to twitch it again and the the line's heavy and and hook sets are free
0: yeah hook
1: sets are 100% uh, free that's right unless you break your rod on it <laughs> there you go. Hook sets are free. And if you get hung, I tell folks if if you get hung, let's uh, we'll go on the back side, pop it off, and if we break off, I'll retie it, ain't no big.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> so when you're but, fi- uh, sorry, keep on. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So your your fish are mostly already in your the winter patterns you're saying, sitting in deep
1: water. Well no no dude, dude and it's no secret. The bridges and the trestles are stacked with quality fish right now. Nice. That's awesome. Um, I'm using great electronics, and I tell most of my clients, that, that unit that's on my boat, I got a Simrad uh, EBO 3 uh-huh. um, It's an expensive unit. It's money well spent, and I tell most of my clients, I'll show you the fish before we catch them. Yeah, that's awesome. And th- there's nothing better than pointing fish out on that unit, spinning the boat around real quick, making a cast, and getting a thump just as soon yeah. as it, it hits, hits the water.
0: It is a great way to add uh, credibility to the the that, warning yes. when you're getting started. Like, all right, I can trust this guy; he's not full of it. Yes, that's cool. Yes. So, are you using mostly side scan when you're fishing that deeper structure like that? Or are you using yes, side scan as yes, well? I am. Awesome. What color palette on that Simrad do you like the most on the on the? Um, side Mine scan?
1: is the. It's not the. There's a one that's like a a burnt orange, yep. and then there's one that's kind of like a beige color. I think it's number six. But okay. I I like that beige color, not the it's a brown color, but it's like more of a tannish, beige color right, right. versus the blue. I know all the the you go online, they'll tell you what to use and a lot of it's that blue stuff. And I, I just that's what I started with, that's what I'm used to, and I mean I have if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know how to read it.
0: Right, exactly. So, what what would you say when you're setting up your uh, your side scan is the most important? Is it contrast? Is it you know depth? What what's really the most important?
1: I I, I run mine. I get that question a lot. Um, and I've done very little tweaking to my unit. Pretty much factor settings. I changed the color palette to what I wanted, but I run mine on one twenty. Okay, 100, 120 foot foot out. And a lot of folks say, ask me, well, if you run it on six, you get a better image. Well, on 120, and I've run it for, this boat's four years old now. My old boat, I had the same, well, I had a Lowrance on it, kind of similar unit, just not as clean and crisp as what mine right. is. So for the last 10 years, I've run side imaging on 120. So I know what size the fish should be. If he bites, if we mark him on that unit,
0: right, right. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I think that's so helpful, man. And what I always tell people with a side imaging is nothing teaches you more than already knowing what's there and then driving past it. So, that's like, right. even if there, you, if you have side imaging and you stumble into a bite somewhere and you weren't using your side imaging and you got enough water, you know, after you catch a few fish, you should idle by
1: it a bunch and see what it yep, looks like. That's right. And I, <clears throat> I, I have often said, you can find a spot. And duplicate it 10, 20 miles down the river. Yeah, that's if cool. If you find fish on this bottom with this setup right here, you find that further down river somewhere or up river, just find another river altogether. You find that same setup, like fishing points. That's, yeah. that's a go to spot for everybody. Right. But if you find that bottom structure or that bottom contour that's holding fish in one river, you can take that to the next river and do the same thing. Yeah, that's cool. So it, it helps you. And when you say go places, to find know what's there, find that what I tell people that just get them. I say, go find you some gars, look at gours and work off of them, get used to them. And most of the time there's little fish mixed under the gars, and you can start the, the reaffirmation, the difference. Yeah, I definitely. Word.
0: No, you're you're good. Um, that happens to me quite a bit on <laughs> this podcast. I'll, I'll have something I want to say and then I say it and it comes out and I'm like, that's not a word. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so the gars they mark so well in there, right? Because they they've got bigger air bladders. Is that the deal? That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that
1: that's. Always, have, they've gotten
0: me very excited before in the past fishing like New River. Up oh, yeah. In the lower <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah, Lower Pamlico.
1: Oh yeah, goodness, they, they will fish. Yep, and gars a lot of a lot of times your game fish will show up like a smaller dot. Okay, and your gars, as Joe Ward says, will look like Pixie sticks. Yeah. Laying down, they'll just be scattered everywhere, crossed up, mingled up, and just it's kind of ugly on there. Yeah. But you can see, and I have taken pictures before of actual fish, and you can zoom in on it close enough, and you can tell it's a striper which way they're facing because you'll see the head port, and then it'll taper down to his tail. Yeah, that is cool, and the fact that we caught one twenty six, twenty eight inches right there also <laughs> helps. Yes, I think I'm pretty sure that was him. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's super. Cool.
1: <clears throat> but um, Have yeah, you, uh, I, I like to. Uh, oh, sorry, keep talking. I, I like to ride through a spot, especially the deep water, because if you go through the deep water, you're not going to spook the fish just idling over them. So what what I do is I'll throw some X-raps out the back or some kind of some kind of bait out the back because I'm riding going slow, looking. And you'll pick up trout, drum, stripers. We caught a flounder the other day, trolling, just looking for fish, and had the uh, depth finder or had the X traps out back. That's cool. It's killing so Two birds, that, with one stone. That's right. Because you're cut, you got to go slow to read you electronics. Right. So increase increase your 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 catchability for sure. Um, instead instead of no no fishing, you're 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 actively fishing while you're looking. And I have stumbled upon some great things like that before because um, a lot of times the fish is up in the water column because we got a lot of fish right now chasing birds. They're not marking on the graph. You're following birds like your albacore fish, and that's what has been like the last couple of days up here. Wow. Um, follow the birds because the fish ain't marking and just run and gun to different spots, sit around there for a few minutes, and you'll catch five or six fish. And then you'll it'll just go to nothing, and then the birds come up a few hundred yards away, crank the engine, go over there, and do the same thing.
0: That's super cool, man. That, that that's it, something I wish we had. When it, I used to- it,
1: it's, it, this is not normal. And the class of fish that we're catching right now, um, I mean, I, I brought out twenty-two inch fish yesterday. We were throwing back nineteen. Um, we've caught. I hadn't heard. I've heard of a couple seven pounders caught. I hadn't heard of any gators caught, but um They're coming. <laughs> we we've had we we've my boat has caught a six pounder, a five pounder, and many, many three to four pound fish. That's and awesome. last Friday I had a couple buddies with me, um and it was the absolute best day I've ever had on the Noose River. That's incredible. As <clears throat> we were you, f- I'm not, were you fishing
0: with Matthew? Was that that day?
1: Yep. yes. Awesome. Matthew and, and Drake Hollander. Yes. Nice. It, I mean, we went scouting and we went up to Trent and probably had 75 fish. When we, I wish so much, so bad I would have had my clicker. <laughs> but uh, we caught, we probably had 70, 75 before we left the Trent River. And then we went out there on that flat chasing birds like Benitas and just train wrecked them. Um, we were boat flipping three and four pound trout.
0: Is it is it mostly trout on the birds, or are you, are you bumping yes.
1: into stripers and yes. reds on them as well? You, We caught three reds out there under the birds that were upper slot, all three of them. I talked with a fella the other day that caught a 38-inch red in two over slots, um, same area. And wow. I have not really caught that many stripers. But with that said, yesterday morning, I'm pretty confident it was stripers and busting all around us. And we throwed everything but the kitchen sink and never got a bite. And I looked at my man. And I said, we're not going to stay around here and wait for these fish to eat. We're going to look something else. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people mess up. They wait for a bite to turn on. I, I'm a mover. I will move. It. I'm with you 100%. And maybe and, sometimes uh, that
0: hurts me, but I think more times than not, not getting uh, yes. sucked into a
1: spot is helpful. We went two hours with no bite, and I looked at him. I said, we're we're done here. We're going to go find something else. And no signs of life, bird-wise, pulled right up and went to hammering them. That's awesome. That's super cool.
0: So this time of year, and, and you're saying some fish in deeper water, what are some of the tactics that, that you, you tend to gravitate towards and, and baits and stuff that you're fishing?
1: I love a mirror lure Little John. Okay. Love them. That is a love hate bait. People either absolutely love it or they absolutely hate it. And if the wind will let me, I will fish a quarter ounce jig head. But if it's really deep water, like 18, 19 foot, I'll say 15 to, or yeah, about 15 to 20 foot, I will fish a 38 ounce jig head anyhow. Yeah. And if it, windy in eight to ten foot water i'll throw a three eight sounds just so you can stay in contact with it for sure for sure that that's that's the crucial crucial part of trout fishing is staying in contact because we've had some super light bites over the last about the last month month and a half
0: gotcha so, <clears throat> so fishing that deeper water with a jig head what is your retrieve what's your cadence and and you know kind of how are you retrieving that bait
1: Right now we're still in fifty to fifty five degree water and I hold my rod tip up. <clears throat> a lot of people want to hold it down. Two two things by holding your raw tip up. One, you're bouncing over a lot of the debris that's on the bottom. Okay. And I think it just gives a better uh better flow of the bait, better reaction of the bait. And right now with the warm, I say warmer temperature or warmer water, but the, the 50, 55, I'm working the crap out of it. Like I, I'm winding watches when, when I'm working the plug, it's probably coming three, four, five foot off the bottom. Okay. But I'm, I'm working at hard, short snaps, just the two double, two twitches in a poles. what I say. <clears throat> just a hard pop, pop. And Keeping in contact with it while it's falling because a lot of times that's when he's going to hit it is when it's on that fall.
0: Most definitely. It's, uh, that is, that yeah, if you don't, uh, the amount of trout bites, even someone who, who is good, you know, probably misses from not having perfect contact, especially in deeper water, yep. Yep. uh, I think would, would startle us a little bit. But, uh, it's, it's, so when you're fishing that deeper water though, you're still looking for that contact on the bottom in between twitches. It's just twitch, right. twitch, let it that's fall, right. hit the bottom. Pick it up yep. again. So, um, what's what soft plastics are you liking to throw on your on your jigs? The Mirror Lure Little John. Oh, that's, that's a soft and, plastic. Okay,
1: cool. That's right. And XLs, um, the Little John XL and the Provokers. Okay, sweet. That is my wintertime go to. Every now and then I'll throw a paddle tail on, but um, most of my clients get on the boat, I'll show them how to work that Little John, and they ain't got a whole lot of content it because it's the ugliest bait you've ever seen. If you take your <laughs> finger and pull it to a point, that's it. But I have caught fish in Alamorada with it. I have caught fish all over the Noose River with it, and it does not discriminate. It yeah. will catch everything that swims, and I have caught a dolphin, about a two-, three-pound dolphin, in 800-foot of water during the big rock <laughs> That's awesome. with a little john. That's so awesome. So it is everything a bait for
0: any circumstance? Yes, sir. That's cool. So are these— in are, the, our, 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 in the, sorry, g- go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 we got I a little lag going on. <laughs> in the right
1: hands, it can be deadly.
0: Yeah. That's so many baits. Like one of the baits I, I fish a lot is, is takes a lot of confidence. You got to get a couple bites. You know, if it's something you haven't fished or a little bit different it takes people getting a bite or two and then all of a sudden it clicks. Right. And you're Like, okay, I feel confident. I mean that's it's crazy how important it is to feel confident in what you're throwing. The, like to fish the fella it
1: with confidence. bit of a little 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 bit it yesterday. And I, I said you'll I said, you'll catch fish with what a confidence baits are. And he had of the little of the little john. And he brought two of his confidence baits. He brought a Z-Man paddle tail and a hot-off twitching wrap. When we got on some of the flats and stuff, he caught fish on the uh, hot-off twitching wrap. Nice. But I said, right here would be a good spot to try that uh, that swim tail right there if you want to. He said, I ain't got no problem with what I'm using right now. And he was using a little John. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to change Sorry. people's minds and show them what, what, yes, what you like to fish.
1: That's really, he really had cool. never, never heard about him, but he said he is stopping and gonna get some on the way home.
0: <laughs> That's cool.
1: Um, so throughout the year,
0: are you able to, you know, catch striper, trout, and redfish all in the same areas, or is it something that kind of lines no, more in the
1: fall? Um, the trout, <clears throat> the trout come in during the cold, the cold months. We have some residents reds that stay around. Stripers are here until they push up uh, January, February to go spawn. Gotcha. Um, and it, you still got resident fish around that will hang out. But um, primarily summertime, your trout's out in the salt water doing their he and the cheating, and spawning and stuff. Yep. And um, the drum bite this year has been phenomenal. But stripers and drum will work the shoreline. And you may catch a trout here and there, but it, it's not you got to go way east to catch trout in the summertime. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. This time of year, does salinity play much of a factor where you're finding yes, these sir. trout? Are you paying yes, a lot of sir. attention? What's what's kind it, of that happy medium that you like to find?
1: Uh, we haven't had any rain to amount to anything, and when that happens, the salinity is high. I mean, I'm still seeing jellyfish in the Trent River. Wow. And – um. When the salinity is real high like that, the fishing is phenomenal. They'll push way back further than you'll ever think you'll catch trout at. Like, you'll be out there crappy fishing and catch trout. That's crazy. Now, do how you think far that, does
0: that have to do with the trout, or do you think it's the
1: bait is there or, or a combination the, the of the bait two? is there. That The bait is there. You got deeper water. And it the, the water on the bottom stays constant. It don't fluctuate like what surface temps do. Right. And you can tell if your surface temperature is a whole lot colder than the bottom by putting a trout in your live well. If you put a trout in a live well and it bellies up in the wintertime, that bottom is a whole lot warmer than what that surface temp is. Oh, that's smart. And um but I, I just think it's the salinity lets the bait creep up, and you find a bait, you can find a fish.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Especially this time of year, like in the summer, that that saying kind of is a little frustrating to people when I say it. I'm like, because there's bait everywhere. That was like, there's bait over yep. there. Shouldn't there be redfish? There's bait over there. Shouldn't there be redfish? But when, it, when that bait thins out, man, it's so key. Like they're 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 yep. traveling to find those
1: those pockets of bait. I mean, it, it's just bait ball after bait ball after bait ball still up here in Newbern, is and it they're calling it Rain Friday. But the, the good thing about Newbern, what really messes us up in Newbern is if Raleigh gets a big flood. Gotcha. If if Raleigh gets a seven inch rain, it's going. It'll take a week for it to get down to Newbern. But when it gets there, it muddies up the water, and sometimes it won't be. It'll be a couple days, and fish are right back. Or it might take a couple weeks to get straight. You don't never know right. until that happens. Well, thankfully, we, it seems like this time of year we get a little less rain. That's right. They're calling for about an inch of rain. But if we get local rain in New one, an inch of rain on the New ain't nothing. I yeah. mean, it'll – and as dry as it is, it'll suck it up in no time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that, That's that's what we've been seeing here, man. Redfish, trout, you know, in places that we have not caught them in years because of the salinity yep. level. And really yep. clean I mean, water,
1: really, really clean water. Yes, our water is – I ain't going to say Jean clear because we're on the noose, but uh, – It's like a stained it, tea it, color kind of? Yeah, it, it's just it, – it's clean. It's clean water right now. That's awesome.
0: It, it gives you confidence in fishing smaller baits too when, you're, when you know it can oh, be seen yeah. from a distance. So wh- I know everyone is talking about how the noose, uh, um, you know, has been so good the past few years and especially this year. Uh, what do you think it, is – is
1: there's three that. reasons. There's three reasons. <coughs> Excuse me. One reason, hadn't had a hurricane to jack the water system up. The second reason, we've not had a cold stun in four or five years. And the third reason is we're not allowing nets above the ferry terminal, which in turn, there's tons of mullet up here. There's big schools of pogies up here. Um, the summertime, the red fishing, slot reds, puppet puppy reds, um, old drum, those folks leaving Oriental coming to Newbern to old drum fish. The tarpon bite, I've never seen so many tarpon um, as I've seen this year. Um, the, the bait is just unbelievable. And I think that's why the fishing up here is so good. I mean, there's folks that are staying in Oriental right now coming to room to trout fish because there's nothing down there Wow um, that there, there's fish down river but they're scattered and if you don't stay on them down river, they're moving so much and and we run into it right here even right now um, these fish will they'll, they'll move a half a mile on you if you ain't careful yeah um, we, we found them stacked up one day went back the next day and couldn't buy a bite there so had to switch gears and do something different.
0: Yeah, that, that's one of the, the cool things. I think it makes you a better angler and the frustrating things about, you know, these migratory trout, how, how much they can move on you. Yeah. Um, and, and it's nice to nice to know – or nice to be on the water every day and kind of know those movements. and
1: uh, we, if, we fished uh, – my buddies fished a spot yesterday – not yesterday, day before Sunday and did really well. I went right to it uh, yesterday afternoon. Didn't get a bite there. We caught one – short rat reef, and the water was pushing in because of the east wind. So I I told my man there, I said, let's go try another spot a little further up river, and I bet we went a mile and a half. And as soon as we located them, we caught probably 15 or 20 really quick. That's awesome. Finding them with that side scan? Uh, that part I did not okay. because there's so many guard right there. And I said, with the water flowing up here, this is a good spot. They should be here this time. So that that was one that I don't. I didn't even image it because I know what's there. And it was some deep water, 18, 19 foot deep. And they were on the bottom, caught a flounder, a rat red, and some really nice trap.
0: That's cool. That is so cool.
1: Uh, for people who
0: don't get the, the uh, blessing that we do to be on the water every day, what are some of the, the key things that somebody could key in on not spots or anything like that, but just just some trends and something they can look for if they're fishing, you know, a coastal river this time of year like you are. Uh,
1: look for ledges. Um, the morning times, your fish is going to be a little deeper, because, especially as the water cools off, um, your fish is going to be deeper. And a trout is more ledge-oriented than structure-oriented. So look for your ledges, fish your ledges, and everybody's got a Depth Finder now. And if you don't have the side imaging like we got, um, just look for ledges, find you some bait balls on your on your Depth Finder, go across a gar hole because most time a gar hole is gonna have bait. See what a bait ball looks like, carry that further up and down, find you some gors, uh fish under the gars. They they love a trout. will be under gars. You'll snag a gar every now and then or catch a gar and that is not fun, but (laughs) it happens. That's the price we pay. That's the price we pay. Um, And my 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 biggest thing confidence. Get a confidence bait, something that you know in your hands, you're not scared to fish it all day. And be patient. In that deep water. I'm sorry. And as I think I got a little sidetracked right there, but the deep water in the morning time and in the afternoons, when especially on a sunny day, these fish will come off the bottom and move up them ledges. So, throw you 17, work that ledge down. Um, and I've, I've got total comps in the 17, 18. Um, the corky bites have been really good. But uh, late afternoons, try your, try your flats, your ledges, because that water has warmed up. So they've moved from the the water at the bottom will be cooler because it's uh, the mud flat, especially mud around here in Newburn, will warm up a little quicker than what that deep water will. But when it cools off, they'll go back to that deep water because it stays a pretty constant temperature.
0: Yeah, 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 that makes sense. That's uh, that's cool. How when you're fishing that deeper water, or when someone is fishing that deep water, how long are you sitting on that and casting without a bite before you're like, all right, we need to move, like, because with trout. Uh, you know, the bigger trout especially, sometimes it seems like you really need to wait wait it out, you know, fish it hard. But well, what's your opinion?
1: And that's my – I'm not known for a big trout fisherman. And luckily, most of my days on the water are with clients, so I don't have that luxury. Most folks don't care about a giant fish. They want to catch fish. Right. So – If we go through there and hadn't had a bite and I feel like there's something, I'll give it five or 10 minutes. I'll say 10, 15 minutes. If we don't do nothing, especially if I hadn't marked anything there, we ain't going to spend a lot of time there. But if I've marked them there, I know they're there. I'll wait them out a little bit, but I'm not going to sit there all day waiting for these fish to turn on because folks ain't paying to wait for fish to bite, they're paying for you to put them on fish. That's the truth. So, with that said, I'm a guide, not God. I say that <laughs> all the time. Like I can show them to you with these electronics, but I cannot make them bite.
0: Uh, I know if 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 someone can figure out how to
1: make them bite, man, they could, they could <laughs> really make a lot of money. I would not have a full time job. I, I wouldn't even be guiding. I'd have a TV show. Y'all be watching me on TV up there somewhere <laughs> if I could get that figured out. Yeah, I me mean, I would too. Or I, yeah, I would I
0: would find some way to travel around and fish and and never have to never have to worry about it again, but no, That's right. Th- so the how how long into the winter are these trout
1: targetable in your area if conditions stay as they are? They'll be here till spring till they pack up and go, providing we don't get a big rain. Gotcha. And is and a big rain going to push
0: them all the way out of the river drop them into the channel. No,
1: I actually think it's going to push them into the creeks. So if we have a big rain, I think it'll push them up into the creeks. So I gotcha. talked about this yesterday too. I I I don't know where they'll go, but they're going to go somewhere I just don't think they're going to push back out to the sound. They yeah. may fall back there, but as it dries up again, I think they'll come up again, come back, but I really don't think they're going to leave. I think they're going to push up into the creeks and hunker down What's the uh,
0: the depth change in the Noose River as you get up around New Bern? Like, what what are the depths that they can find as far as the flats, and then down into the channel?
1: Up under the big bridge, there's a shoal that is about. It'll be depending on the water level, and the, the key part of the Noose River is a wind-driven tide. We don't have a tide; we have a wind-driven tide. Southwest wind, low water northeast wind high water okay so our average depth in the river besides the shoals and there's just a handful of shoals in newborn that come out but the average depth is 12 to 16 foot okay um when you go up river i mean there's some big flats big deep holes and 32 foot water up around past hatter shots gotcha
0: gotcha gotcha that's That's uh, plenty of depth for those fish to to slide off into in a really cold. Oh, yeah. So if the weather, like say we get, you know, all these fish are up, you know, in that stuff around New Bern and we get one of these bad freezes, do you think they have the ability to survive if they drop into some of those really deep holes and and some of the rivers if the salinity is okay?
1: Yes. They, they they, some will. I mean, you'll still have a cold stun. But if they've got access to that deeper water and they're smart enough at that time to get there, they should survive. survive. But I'm I'm no expert at this either. Right, right. But I I know that big hard freeze we had, and it killed a lot of fish um, in a lot of places that had 10 or 12 foot in them. Yeah. Yeah, it got cold enough in that. Yeah. But that was was unnormally cold. It was like zero degrees I think my here in Newark, I think my little thermometer right there said two one morning when I woke up, two degrees.
0: Golly, yeah, that is that's yeah. way too cold. It's uh, yes, it is. It, it it's crazy to think about it. I mean, it makes you wonder, like the overall design of these fish, like in the days before you know humans and whatnot. I don't know if if they were much more. Or if they could survive better, because I don't know. You think about these fish that live in the, you know, the coastal marsh creeks and some of the, you know, little creeks further down on the Noose and the Pamlico and the Pungo, where they're closer to that salt water, but there's not the depth. You know, are, are these year. fish like truly designed for all of them to really come up to the these rivers and get in those thirty foot holes in the winter?
1: They're just not the doing it anymore. If I could answer that question, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I me mean, too. I, I I don't even know how to begin to answer that. Right, right. It's um, um but but uh, and it, it's got to do with the swim bladder is why they cold stun is sunk with that bladder. Gotcha. I have no, I can't explain that, but I'm thinking that's what it is. I've heard it somewhere now. Whether it's true or not, don't put me on record. But right. It's, uh, I think a lot of it's got to do with cause your crappy don't cold stun, rock don't cold stun, drum don't cold stun rarely. And there, the swim bladder in them is nothing like what's in a trout. Right. Yeah. That's, uh,
0: that, I wonder if it has that material of that swim bladder is such an odd material in the trout. And I wonder if it has to do with that kind of freezing up a little bit and not working well. And that, that may be it. Because it's – I mean, I've, I've heard and seen cold stuns where fish are kind of belly up, you know, and acting weird, and then they kind of right themselves and and, and make it. So it's like – it's almost like it's it, – I guess it does slow everything down a little bit. If it slows down too much, they die. But oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, it, it, it's, it would be a sad day. And that's everyone's fear in North Carolina because we're, like, going through multiple right. years of, of no real bad freeze. And we're like, oh, this is going to be the year it's going to start and, us and over. And
1: we – and we all here on the East Coast right here, or East North Carolina, we would have a fishery that would rival any other fishery, especially like Louisiana. Um, we, We've got the numbers and the quality, where Louisiana has the numbers and not so much quality. Um, I've never fished Louisiana, but watching the shows on, on TV, they'll catch a hundred fish but it'll be 15 16 inches is a big fish up there um if we didn't have the cold stuns and one other thing weren't in our waters we would we would have a fishery that would be just as good as anywhere else in the world that's the truth
0: even like so many species like tarpon redfish
1: um you know
0: slot puppy drum like that pamlico sound fishery is just if it was managed it, it, correctly, would, would right? I mean, yeah. it would, it would be probably the best inshore fishery in the entire world. Um, yes. and then if you could get years without the rain, like people are like, yeah, but you can never sight fish it. But I've sight fished up there. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that you can sight fish when the water's clear up there. And uh, you know, the, the tributaries, yeah. the Pamlico sound and, and the main, you know, the main sound.
1: You uh, get around, yeah, like the mouth of Bay river and all that, the mouth of Pamlico, all them points out there. Oh yeah. Um, and that there's, we don't really have a whole lot of marsh, but there's some marsh that way. And, and I, I just really, I, I don't, I'm not a site fisherman, so right, I, I right. don't look for places to do that because they, I mean, it's not, not my thing like y'all do. Definitely. That's cool sure.
0: and, and I think the cool thing is though, is like, it, it does have it all. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it yeah. really does have it all and, um, you know, people always talk about, like, man, I wish North Carolina was like Louisiana or Texas, but it really is, man. If we got our crap it, together, it would be better. Yes. So.
1: Yes. True story, my friend.
0: It is a true story. It is a true story. So, what does the rest of your week look like uh, with Thanksgiving going into after Thanksgiving? How is your, uh, are you kind of busy, focused busy, on trout?
1: Busy. Yes, sir. Trout. And we, I've been in my, exploring the last about the last hour of the trips, so I've been, let's go see what we can find elsewhere. But we've got a of trout chance of upgrading the trout ain't that good because we, I mean, they're just solid fish and then we'll go pick up some stripers around the bridges, the trestles um, just riding along looking, seeing what we can find and when you see some fish drop it down there and you, you don't, there's no telling what it's going to be. Caught a white perch the other day on a Little John. That's awesome.
0: I'm gonna get me some Little Johns. You turn you turn me on to some Little Johns. I, now. I'm telling you, Love hate bait, buddy.
1: you ever get <laughs> it figured out, it'll 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 work magic.
0: This is this might be too much information for some people, but my uh, what I know as a Little John is something that my mom got all the males in my family for Christmas like four years ago. <laughs> and, and it's this thing that you can keep in your car and pee in if you're driving and it has a cap on it. It's called a Little John. So when you first said it, Little John, yeah. I
1: hadn't heard it. I was like,
0: oh, I wonder if he's, he's turned that into a lure somehow.
1: But, and I, well, not. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's one of them things, but like I tell you, it, it is a love-hate bait. And when you look at it, you're going to say, what is this? No fish is going to bite this. Does it kind of
0: look like a Ned Rig almost, like just kind of a little
1: turd bait? No, it, it, if you take—I'm not lying—if you take your pointer finger, okay. pull it to a point. Yep. That's it. Gotcha. And it's three and a half inches long. The XL is a little bit bigger, and I think it's four inches long. Okay, just gotcha, so gotcha. a little bit fatter, a little bit longer. And the provoker is got a different shape, but it's pretty much the same style bait and it's like five five and a half inches long and little trout will eat that provoker big trout will eat provoker stripers i mean it, it's a go-to
0: and is the provoker Merrillure as well
1: yes sir all, all three of them are all
0: right i'm i'm uh, i'm typing this down on my phone right now so that i can i can add it to the show notes you guys so y'all can go look click and find these baits and and grab some to use the little john got it on here i will forget little John,
1: that's right and i think it's
0: l-i-l-j-o-h-n oh okay sweet i put i put l-i-t-t-l but i'll, I'll be able to figure it out little john yeah uh, yeah like it's, the it's, on the, it's on the
1: website yep <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: awesome well man is there anything else that you want to want to share with us or leave leave us with I, obviously i want you to share your guide business and everything um and how people can get uh, out but yeah
1: uh keep and charters here in noburn um all over Instagram. I think it's Keep Casting Charters on Instagram. And I use my Ashley King page on Facebook. Look me up, message me, give me a call. Um, I can get messaging, but I will overlook them from time to time. So feel free to give me a shout, shoot me a text. Um, epic fishing right now in the Noose River, Trent River. And I got plenty of open dates in December. Awesome.
0: Well, hopefully some people will hear this and come up there and fish. Guys, it is such a cool fishery up there and, and unlike anywhere else in North Carolina. So um, give Ashley a call, shoot him a text, shoot him an email, hit him up on Facebook, Instagram, and get out there and do some fishing with him. Man, I can't thank you enough for hopping on here, and I I, will, I would love to get up there and do some fishing with you here soon. We'll have to put something together.
1: Yes, sir. Come on. Uh,
0: I'm happy to have you. we Will do it. Well, thank you all for checking out another Eastern Current Fishing episode. Uh, until next time, I will see you soon.